0: What's true today might not be true an hour, a day, or a month from now. I'm going to give you the truth straight. No chaser. Glad to have you aboard. Let's get it. Welcome to Episode 61, friends. I'm John Jacques Taylor, joined by my boy Big Joe and the Big Rig. We hope you are prepared to be entertained and dazzled for the next 60 minutes or so as we go over some things with the Cowboys, talk to Clarence E. Hill, Jr., who's brought to you each and every Friday by Smoky John's Barbecue, and take a quick trip around the block. Now that being said, I always like to tell you you can find me on Twitter at jjtjournalist. Um, you know, make sure uh, my handle is uh, I am Jean Jacques Taylor. As I like to tell y'all, if you think you follow me, you probably don't because my account di- got deleted. A long story that I promise to share with y'all at some point. Uh, follow the YouTube channel, subscribe and like it. We need that to keep the show going. It's at Jacques Talk. On YouTube you can also hit us up on uh, Instagram at the real Jacques talk we are on social media looking for you Facebook it's uh, a Jacques talk so it ain't hard to find just make sure you like and subscribe so you can keep up with all the things we got going on including a uh, chance to win two tickets to the Mavericks you need a date on Valentine's Day i got you stay tuned and we'll tell you how to subscribe but first you got to go to the YouTube channel and subscribe there and that makes you eligible to win the tickets Hey, check them out. They're in section 115. Just call up the section, the arena, see what 115 is, and know why you want to be there. My book, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders and the Making of Men. You can find it wherever you buy books. I spent the entire 2022 season with Deion Sanders in Jackson, Mississippi. Yes, I did survive Jackson. It really wasn't as bad as I thought. And uh, the book is fascinating look at Deion, why he does what he does, and what will make him ultimately successful at uh, Colorado. Uh, we also like to remind you that anytime, whoa, danger, danger, danger. Let's see if my book can mysteriously appear back where it was. I don't know how it fell. And there it is. Don't worry about that light colored hand. That's just one of our friends. <laughs> Somewhere Joe is shaking his head like, what the hell is going on over there in Trinity Groves? Uh, if you've ever been involved in an accident and it's not your fault, What you got to do, what you must do, what you need to do, what you'd be in trouble if you don't already have his phone number locked in your phone, just call 972-934-8900. When they pick up the phone, they say, hi, this is Greening Lawman. i help you. You say, hey, here's my name. This is my situation. And I'm telling y'all, and I can't tell y'all enough, I can't emphasize this enough, if they bring you on as a client, it's been a great day for you. Uh, and here's why. Greening law is all about walking you through the process if you've been involved in an accident and you've gotten hurt through somebody else's negligence. Normally we're talking about auto accidents or trucking accidents, but it could also be medical malpractice or property accidents. It could be workplace litigation. It could be sexual assault litigation. It could be inpatient uh, suicide cases and birth injuries. Any of that stuff where somebody else's negligence has caused you some harm, Greening law is the people you want riding with. You You need a doctor, they'll find you a doctor. You need a specialist because you got some certain problems in some areas, they'll find you a specialist. They'll make the appointment. They'll walk you through this entire process that can be kind of long and tedious and scary. They do all of that, man. Um, And that's why you need to pick up the phone and call them at 972-934-8900 if you're ever involved in an accident and it's not your fault. What I always like to remind people is greening law takes care of all of these things, so you can really focus on two things, healing and renewal. Renewal and healing. Get your mind right, get your body right, get your life back. That's really what they want you to have. Did you hear that? Get your mind right, get your body right, and get your life back. That's what they want to happen. So give Greening Law a call, 972-934-8900. One of y'all has already called Greening Law. They brought you on as a client. That's what I'm saying. This is real talk. That's what they do. That's how they help you. So give them a call. Robert Green does great stuff in the community. And he's the kind of guy you want walking with you through this kind of long, tedious, sometimes scary process. Doug, we talked a little bit the other day. We talked a lot the other day about the Dallas Cowboys fan base. And much like Matt McLaren, who's one of the biggest Cowboy fans I've ever met, my boy Big the Big Rig is also a big Cowboys fan. He got an emotional attachment. He's a little more analytical than Matt, but still, he classifies as a fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, he played football, so he got a little insight that maybe some fans don't. And he's emotional, but he's not so emotional he's not open to reason. And so we asked the other day, why is the fan base so pissed? Because this fan base right now seems a little angrier than I remember them being. And your answer to that was what, Duff?
1: I don't know, man. I. We just tired of the bullshit. That's I mean, <laughs> to, to, See, paraphrase, I to paraphrase what I said the other day is, is you get tired of doing the same old thing over and over again, you know.
0: Right. They call that insanity. Yeah. Now, those who are bigger fans, like, you know, you can classify fans in a lot of different categories. Like, I'm an Ohio State fan. I'm a graduate, but I'm a fan. But I'm not the kind of fan... There's going to be calling for the coach to get fired because they lost this game or that game, Michigan in particular, this year. I'm not the kind of fan that's going to be on message boards. I don't. I couldn't even tell you the last time I've been on the Ohio State message board. I follow recruiting uh, to a degree, but I'm not going to be the kind of guy on Twitter who at some recruit who decommits and goes somewhere else and says, I can't believe you went – here you loser.
1: Yeah, that's a little. Your too
0: word much. is nothing.
1: That's a little too much, right?
0: There. But dude, there's a whole lot of fans who do that. Uh, like in Buffalo, I'm not the kind of fan that would act the kicker and say, "I wish you die. I hope your family dies." To the point where he has to get rid of Twitter.
1: Did they? Do Their that? fans like that? They didn't yeah, do that. Nah.
0: Did it? Yeah, they did. That's a true story, man. He deleted his Twitter account because he was getting death threats and all this other stuff. And this is not unusual, sadly. Stupid, this Stupid. happens quite frequently. Right, so there are various types of fans. But let me tell y'all, if you're not up to date, what the truest, deepest fans are, in my opinion, those are the relatives of the players on the team. And here's why, again, in my opinion, here's why. Number one, they, I mean, a fan like Joe got an emotional investment, all right? That's his hometown team. He wants his team to win. Very understandable. Like I said, I got an emotional investment in Ohio State. Went to school there. Want my guys to win. When your family plays on the team, like when my son played at DeSoto, not only did I have an emotional investment, I had a personal investment. Like I want my dude to experience this or that. Why are these coaches preventing my dude from experiencing this or that? Why did the coaches do this? Now, here's the difference between me and some other folks. I kept that to myself. <laughs> like, I'm that guy, when my son was on the team, well, part of his senior year, I was a sideline reporter, so I could only talk on the radio. But the other time, all throughout his career, DeSoto, seventh grade, eighth grade, whatever, I stood to myself. I never talked to fans or uh, other players' parents about the team. I never indulged in that. Because we all had personal investments in it, and when you got a personal investment, you can really get super duper emotional about things because you want your own personal investment to do well, and sometimes that could be at the expense of the team. Uh, so, but anyway, but dog, last week the Cowboys players' personal investments—they went crazy. Uh, and here's what I mean, and I mean that in not a real crazy way, but here's what I mean. You had CeeDee Lamb's mama talking about Dak. Like, yo, you heard me. CeeDee Lamb's mama on Facebook talking about Dak. You had Michael Parsons' brother talking about how they ought to use him. And then you had, now, I don't know those other two people. I know Tad Prescott. I've talked to him two or three times. Uh, We've exchanged some text messages. Good dude, good dude. He's out there talking about the fan base. And so, now I had my own theory, but Doug, why do you think it is that the mama, the brother, and the brother came out so strong about whatever they had to say about the franchise this week?
1: Uh, it's, it's really the times that we're in. Uh, you 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 have a platform now. You have a platform you back in the day. That's you, a great point. Yeah, back in the day, you didn't have a platform. You know, maybe you talked to a reporter. Maybe a reporter went, "Nah, I ain't putting that out of." Them. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's not enough. I mean, right. you, you was you was in the business before social media. Would you have taken uh, what 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 the mama said about that? You probably would have been like, "Nah, I ain't doing that." You know, but she got her own platform, and then we got a million people can look at that. So that's that's the biggest thing is it's available.
0: No, that's a that's a great point. Um, that people have an opportunity to express, and not only that, everybody can. When people want to be seen and people want their opinions heard. And now, whether you do it on a podcast or whether you do it on Facebook or social media, mm-hmm. um, you can get that point out. The other thing is, if you think your particular relative on the team, like in this case, if I was mad at Claude Mathis and DeSoto because my son didn't play a certain way, I might take a shot at them because it couldn't be my son. My son is great. So it had to be the defensive scheme that they were using. Y'all did not put my son in position to play well. Claude Mathis is this or he's that. That's what I would do if I was that kind of person and I thought my son was being wrong or didn't play and I couldn't say, well, damn, he just didn't play good. It could never be his fault. Yeah, It always got to be somebody else's fault. Uh, and so I think you're looking at the disappointment of the loss, the surprise of the loss. Like I said, nobody thought Green Bay would beat Dallas, and if they did beat them, You know, we thought it'd be crazy like it had been the last time. You make a 50-yard field goal at the buzzer. There's some kind of great, fluky play in the fourth quarter that turns it. Nobody thought they'd get smoked the way they got smoked. And when that happened, you know, them people are catching heat from other people. Hey, man, what happened to your Cowboys? Why your son didn't do this? Why your brother didn't do that? And so um, I think they went, and uh, they got frustrated with it and lashed out. Uh, Let me get your thoughts on this, man. Go ahead.
1: No, you go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: No, uh, I was gonna say. Let me get your thoughts on this. City lands, mama fired the first grenade. Yeah, yeah. She put this on Facebook, and then somebody went and took it to uh, to Twitter, and it hit the masses. Yes. She put out yes. there, Dak isn't it <laughs> in capital letters.
1: He ain't it. Dak is wow. not it. Wow. Dak is not it. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, dude. Then somebody said. Tell the young'un to come to the home team, which would be the Saints. No, which would be the Texans. CJ would love him. Here go Dak Mama. Shit. I wish he would. CJ is great.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And then finally, <laughs> <laughs> she says, this is the mama now. Yeah. This is the mama. Ceedee Lamb's Mama. I hear you. They need to get rid of his ass. It's guys <laughs> on that team that want to ring. They work too hard. Yeah. And then uh, somebody replied, nope, bitch ass. They referring to Dak when they said that. Uh-huh. And here she go. He don't want to win a ring. What? Uh, what do you think make a mama say that about her son's quarterback? On after a year where that same quarterback helped him do what, Doc? Set the franchise record in targets and yards and help him become an all-pro receiver and score 12 touchdowns this year.
1: Well, I was I was gonna say, first of all, that little what that 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 tore my ears up. But I, <laughs> Lord, <clears throat> we gonna have to talk about that. But uh, um, uh, I rank I rank the mama when the mama say something. I was gonna before you said all of that, which is which 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 sets up the question that you asked is pretty good. Uh, I was thinking, man, the mama trumps the brother, you know, because I think mama got a little intel from CD. That's what I think. I, I, I would say what the brother said, Uh, you know, what he said, but the mama has a feeling. The mama has some intel. I think it's pretty close right now. You know, I think CD is frustrated. I think she reading that just right. Um, I think she don't need to be saying that stuff. We all think that, but, uh, man. It's, it's 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 crazy. I mean, I mean, what is what? What do you say to Dak? What do you say to Dak when you come back in the locker room? And you know, Dak done met his mama before.
0: <laughs> Understand? And she done hugged up on, hey man, hey, how, how you doing, doing? Next yeah. time? You around the time? Come yeah. get some food. Yep. I got a plate for you waiting for you on the stove. Oh, all uh, of that. All of that. I don't know, man. I, I have two different theories. Uh, one of them is. And one of my boys used to say this all the time, and I'd now co-sign on it, which is I don't if 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 you C D and I put this on Twitter, somebody says, C D got to come out and defend his quarterback. And I said, Well, what if C D has taken a stance of I don't want to legitimize bullshit by talking about it? If I if I sit up here and talk about it, that gives some legitimacy to it that maybe I don't want to give to it. That's one way to look at it.
1: Defend his quarterback go against ahead. who? Against who? Against everybody else against or his mama? mama. No, no, hell, no, his, no, no, mama's no, no, no. You he, ain't <laughs> hell. No. You gonna tell mama? No, you gonna put some stuff on Twitter? You might say, hey man, my mom is a little bit. Uh, she got a little bit upset, and you might you might remove yourself. But I don't think you you go at mama on no.
0: Those. No, I'm not saying you go with mama I'm saying the reason why you don't say anything Is you don't want to legitimize it If I start talking about it, that gives it some legitimacy If it's I got, don't talk about
1: it In today's world, it's got some legitimacy anyway Because, you know, 50% of the people Going to believe, you know, the people that don't like that Going to side with mama anyway You know, she's just adding fuel to the fire
0: Now that, that comes up with a whole another conversation Which is an exit ramp I don't know that we want to take right now But it's a good conversation which is, at what level do you be like? I can't get up. Caught, I can't get caught up with what other people think. I know Dak y'all don't. I'm talking about the collective y'all. Y'all don't know Dak So me and Dak are good. I don't need to sit up here and tell y'all something. If I got something to say to Dak, I just call him up, text him up. Here you go.
1: But are y'all good though? I mean, that's one way to look at it. Are y'all good? Huh? Are, are, is, is him and Dak good?
0: I think they are, but I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know. I don't know, know either,
1: but it don't look like it. the nature of their relationship. I don't know. It, I don't know oh. either, but it damn sure don't look like it.
0: Why do you
1: say that? Because of the way they played the last game, because of the BS that went on. I'm just going from from a fan standpoint, it don't look like they was good to go. You know, they waited till late in the game to play. They screwed off a lot. Don't get me started on that boy quitting again. I don't. Well, I don't want to repeat myself. Know, I just. I just think it's garbage the, the way they know. play.
0: I right hear. I think the, uh, and we haven't been able to. They, they have not been available to speak to, so nobody knows the answer. But I think you have to try to get to the why, and try to get to the real why. And uh, I think it'll come out at some point, but I don't know when that point is. I have an idea, but uh, I don't know for sure when that point will will occur and what exactly happen and and then get a chance to match stories to see if they all make sense. Uh, But that was CD's mom came out first. And then you had your boy, Michael Parsons' brother, came out. And uh, I had never even heard of Michael Parsons' brother. And that's why I'm always like, are they just trying to chase clout? Or or what are they, you know, what's the motive? What's the, uh, what are you trying to do? And uh, Michael Parsons' brother came out. And I'm looking, I thought I had saved this right here. Um, and he says this. This is Terrence Parsons. He says, um, this is why Micah is at linebacker, first and second down, with the option to rush the pass is what we always need. And we pay him what he's worth regardless because we want to win championships. And then a couple of days later, and this is what me and Joe are discussing, like CeeDee Lamb said, I'm not, I ain't saying nothing. Micah Parsons came out, and he puts on Twitter, Any comments made by Terrence Parsons Jr. are his and his alone. As you know, if I have something to say, I'm not afraid to say it. I love my team, my brothers on the team, and the city of Dallas, and I'm more committed than ever to bring a championship to the greatest fan base on earth. Now, about a day after that, here's what Terrence Parsons had to say on his podcast. Oh, man, I just want to
2: clear up that uh, any comments that I do make are my own. Um, Micah has nothing to do with any of that He doesn't uh, I don't give him He doesn't give me any type of Inside information or anything like that He makes his own decisions I make my own decisions Uh, Anything I say should not be uh, In any way Put in his mouth Like it's coming from him Uh, Other than that like People who want to Twist my words up I'm always going to speak the truth. I'm a real fan. I don't do any fair weather fans or any uh, anything like that. I don't hate on any of the players. Uh, no disrespect comes from my way. I just, you know, what I mean, I point out the game film. I make my opinions. I make my comments, and that's all.
0: That's the response you get when your brother get in your ass and say, "What the hell are you doing, dog? Shut Talk the f up." Yep. Be quiet <laughs> that's, that's what happened That's what happened And you know This is what I, And this is what happened When people don't understand and, and maybe he did understand Maybe he didn't understand What would happen If he put that out there Nobody twisted your words though. Everybody understood What you said Y'all ain't using my brother In the right spot And that's why we lost Now that's your opinion And that's cool But ain't nobody Twist your words bro And now You got put in your place Because your brother said What the hell are you doing man Shut up well, can't nobody Can't nobody twist
1: your words When you put it out on the platform like that You know, when people right, can that's just That's why athletes they can, like the platform Yeah, they can replay stuff you know, Can't nobody twist it when they can replay it You know And that's the whole thing is, Everybody want a piece of fame You know, if, if I'm Michael Parsons' brother Bruh. You know, if I'm Michael Parsons' brother I'm just gonna be Michael Parsons' brother I ain't, you know we're going to hang out and do some some stuff. I don't, I don't know about getting on the podcast and saying stupid stuff. I don't know
0: about that. Right. And this nah. is all built from emotions. And it's, why are they emotions? Because you love your brother. You want sure. your brother's team sure. to do well. You want your brother to be sure. all that he can be and lead the league in sacks and be the defensive player of the year and get, be the highest paid player of the year. You want all that for your brother because you love him. Yeah. And when that doesn't happen, these emotions spill over. And if you haven't been taught to control them or contain them, this is what you get.
1: Now on that on that uh, on that statement right there with 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 the brother, I do believe the brother kind of went rogue for some reason. I don't know why. I yeah. feel like that. I think the brother went rogue. Now, mama, mama is a whole different thing. I think I think CD might have complained to her a little bit. That's what I think. That's just maybe that's just me. Well,
0: see, I, yeah. Well, see, I don't know because again. I, I, don't even wanna, I don't even know because people got different relationships with, with their people. And, you know, you would think mama is a certain kind of relationship, but you mm-hmm. don't really know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, some people have a – I'm just saying. Like, I know I what you're saying. If I, were, if I was a player, you might be like, well, that, that might be – Jacques might be saying that because I know he talked to his mama every day. Yeah. And go by a house and spend be yeah. every day over there for 30, 40 minutes. Where somebody else I, I, A friend of mine this morning said I used to talk to my mama every uh, Three or four days I done cut it back to once a week Because she get on my nerves and everything I say She got something to say about it and she thinks she know everything mm-hmm. Well When his mama put that out there because she still loves him The same way my mother loves me Well you don't know if that came from him or if that's her Interpretation of it or what
1: Ask your friend if and you're going your to feel Like that when she's gone uh, I, I would have got yeah. on his ass Just a little bit But that's, a, that's an exit Wrong ramp right now
0: That is an exit ramp Because again We say that Because we had great relationships With our mothers from the start Yeah uh, True that I don't know that everybody Has a great relationship With their mother Some people can't stand Their mother for a variety of reasons Okay um, And so You know That's why that's an exit ramp That's a great conversation though. Yeah 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 Well, but it's a, yeah, well it's said an exit though. Ramp.
1: Well said though well, Uh um, that's all I'm, that's about as nice. I'm I'm not being nice to you no more. That's you know what I'm saying. It's, it's kind of getting <laughs> <laughs> it's kinda getting sweet up in there. Nice Gone with that.
0: Yeah. I, I get I guarantee we're gonna get some tweets, on I can't believe Joe was nice here then. Let's let's cut that out, let's get back to what it is. Yeah, they don't know you um, like then, I do, but go ahead. Yeah, I know. You you make sure they know that too. Yeah. Then there's uh, my man Tad Prescott, who again, he's a great dude. But I would have a I have a difference of opinion with Tad when it comes to this. He put out there, Cowboy fans who continue, why continue to DM me, trust me in capital letters. If I could get Dak to leave Dallas, I would. I too want him out of Dallas. The city and organization have been great to him and our family, but I'm done with the drama and the so-called fans. But he loves this team and he wants to bring it rings. Tad, you should have been in this game long enough as Dak's brother. It's like this in every one of the other 31 cities if you're the quarterback and you ain't winning no championships. The fan base is mad. Now, there might be different degrees of mad, but what do you th- I mean, I'm just telling you, dog. What do you think they're saying about Josh Allen in Buffalo this week? What do you think they're saying about Tua in Miami the weekend that they lost to Buffalo? What do you think they're gonna say about Mahomes? Maybe not Mahomes because he is the GOAT. But what do you think some folks are going to say in Kansas City if they don't win in Baltimore? Oh, now let's flip it. We know what they're going to say in Baltimore if the Ravens lose this week, what they're going to say about Lamar Jackson. If you're going to be an elite or borderline elite starting quarterback in the National Football League, which entitles you to a salary of 40 or $50 million a year, which you have earned through your performance, that I got to tell you, bro, dealing with fan abuse is just part of the job. Don't mean you have to like it. Don't mean you have to interact with them. Don't mean you have to accept it per se, but it's just part of the gig. And, you know, that's why a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of professional athletes at the highest level say what? I turn off my social media. I don't get caught up in that. I got somebody to run my page to put the stuff out I want. And yeah, just but just it be because there's not enough positivity out
1: there. It's all that times ten when you're the Dallas Cowboy quarterback. True that. Because it ain't like no other place in the, in the whole world. Your owner ain't like no other place in the world. It's city, uh, America's team, the hatred for the Cowboys. So it's, it's, it's times ten when the people outside your fandom hate you. And then the people inside your fandom giving you problems. It's times 10 versus any, any – I slightly disagree yeah. with that because it's times 10 versus any, anywhere else. The, the, we booed – not we. Uh, hell no. People from Dallas booed Troy Aikman at the three Super Bowls. That was a story about that. He got booed. Are you kidding me? I
0: was shocked against San Francisco.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. So is is you a Dallas Cowboys and people couldn't wait for Troy to fail. People can't wait for the Cowboys. You remember how much grief I get from everybody in the world? People post more stuff about the Cowboys than they do their own damn team. I got a friend of mine yeah. went to high school with post more Cowboy stuff. Fool, the Eagles lost too. You jackass. What is you posting? <laughs> you know, your team lost and you still posting Cowboys stuff. What's wrong with you? But that's yeah. what I'm saying, is is it's times ten. And you know, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a Tad some 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 leeway because there were so many people that dog deck like we we need to get a quarterback who can throw we need to get a quarterback who can do this we need to get I mean for all the, the 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 stuff he does that he don't do that we we get mad at him about there's a lot of things that he he does or he do that uh uh people just make up man they just you know. I think he's been unfairly criticized a lot, you know, especially when they oh, didn't I, have I, no I receivers be. and stuff like that. So Tad kind of going off, he kind of riffing off of that. you know.
0: Well, why has he been unfairly criticized? To me, it's a very easy answer. It's because when he got the job, half the people still thought Tony Romo was better for the job. Mm-hmm. And so people who loved Romo, they've always wanted Dak to fail so they could say, see, Romo was better. I mean, it, it, that's very obvious to me. Yeah, I wanted Romo and, back. Uh, I wanted
1: Romo to get his job back, but I never I never held that against Dak. You know, they just moved on. Right. I thought Tony would be a better – I thought when Tony got healthy, he should have got his job back. We we probably would have been – you know, we probably would have been closer to a Super Bowl. Matter of fact, we would have been because Tony was that much better of a quarterback, but they decided to stay with Dak. You know, I thought yeah. that was a mistake. I want the old man to get his job back.
0: That remind me of uh, when Aikman was in his early years And he got hurt and he gave a job to Burline mm-hmm. Until they got down to, You know at halftime of the Lions game Yeah he came back put him in there And he was And he, was, he looked like a guy who hadn't played in six weeks And they got beat 38-6 to 6 and, Yeah
1: I watched that know, Next I, year he
0: came back and won the Super Bowl
1: I think I watched that 3 o'clock in the morning On a 19-inch TV in Korea Maybe I think so
0: And I'm sure you was wondering like Why am I staying up to watch this slot?
1: Oh, uh, I couldn't believe Troy got back in, but also the Cowboys <laughs> was in the playoffs. you know when I left, they sucked. you right. know I think I left in ninety yeah, yeah and right. they they came back, you know, I got back in ninety two and uh from overseas and all of that crap, and they was going to the Super Bowl mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's, uh, that's the Cowboys fan base. Everybody mad, everybody frustrated about this season, whether it's uh, Dax's brother, Tad, whether it's Terrence Parsons, Michael Parsons' brother, or CeeDee Lamb's mama. Yeah. Everybody mad these days. Uh, on that note, let's uh, give my man Clarence E. Hill a call and see what he has to say about the state of the Cowboys. He's brought to you each and every Friday by Smokey John's Barbecue, the food to live for. Hello. What's up, man?
2: I uh, wait on y'all. Wait on y'all. What's going
0: on? Okay, all right, man. This is Clancy E. Hill Jr., the Fort Worth Star, Star-, Star- Telegram, the longest tenured beat writer, Dallas, Fort Worth. The East Stand for what, Joe?
1: Don't do it. I was gonna say, don't do it. East. <laughs> <laughs> East Stanford
0: Every time he come on I gotta find out Something that the East Stanford
1: There you go Hey You gonna beat it to death Alright
0: Yes Hey man We just got through Talking about this I'm interested to hear Your take on it I understand Why the fan base is mad um, I understand Why the media is mad Why are the relatives And the mamas mad Whether it's City oh, Land's oh, Mama oh, Terrence Parsons Or Tad Prescott is the media mad and, I mean when the, the media get mad I mean we just we've just, we seen this move before hey man hit dogs holler. I'm not necessarily talking about you. I'm talking about the media in general and a lot of this lot of when I say the media, I'm referring to the national media, and I say they're angry because of the vitriol coming out. It's not just they lost it's uh, it seems like it's some anger. Uh, but anyway, does it matter that the that the mamas and the and the brothers are mad? At the
2: end of the day it doesn't. Uh it's just the the world we live in is, is everybody has a social media account and and, and everybody get you all know, experts and have opinions on everything. Uh you know, Terrence Parsons, I didn't even know. He has his own YouTube account. <laughs> he he does podcast. I mean the fact that family members are, are you know, are, are becoming celebrities themselves because they're family members of, of a player, it's, it's crazy to me. But but that that's where we are. You know, and certainly Tad Prescott was doing the uh, at, at one point doing his own podcast and things based off based off his brother's name, so to speak. And, and so that, that's out there. Uh Michael did the right thing. to distance himself from his brothers. Come, the big money coming down the pike for Michael. You know, it was like you know that they, they, you know, don't don't mess up the contracts. Don't don't do don't, don't mess up the Cowboys. <laughs> don't mess the up the bag with about. your big mouth. This Cowboys organization you're talking about that's doing him wrong is potentially going to make him the highest paid defensive player ever. That you know, and so. Right. None of that makes any sense, you know, that 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 somehow the Cowboys are holding Micah back. I mean, that some of the stuff that's come out the last couple of weeks is just crazy to me. And it's the City Labs' mom, I understand it from, from bacterial communication that she was hacked. I don't know if you know anything about being hacked, but, you know, the word is she was hacked, you know, and so. Uh, she was not hacked. I'll,
0: oh, that's, okay. that's a
2: nice, that's a nice cover
1: up right there. My mama was hacked. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, I, I was legitimately hacked one time, but she was yeah, not hacked.
1: okay. Sure, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, you was sure. Hacked.
0: sure. Yeah. Anyway, we know. Who yeah, my, my
2: point is, so somebody, so, so somebody hacked you, and only Ain't ripped that. You. Somebody hacked you. The only, the only thing they did in your account was rip that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They didn't do nothing else. In fact, you had anyway. Uh, it it, it it is crazy that's, again. That's the world we live in, you know. But that's like <laughs> I tweeted last week. There's no drama, like Cowboys drama, and so you you had the drama of, uh, you know, their loss and how they lost, and, and Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy twist for about three days before I decided to bring him back, and and then all the stuff with the family members came out over the weekend. You know, it's been a quiet week so far this week. You know, we, we're finally distancing ourselves, I guess, from the loss and. Moving on to the teams that are still <laughs> playing, but you know, we will get you know, uh, one thing that I get to talk to Jerry Jones next week at the senior bowl, and, and so Jerry Jones has not talked at all since uh the decision to bring Mike back. And so, we you know, it was at the senior Bowl last year that Jerry said, I want Dak here for the next 10 years. He and Stephen both said, We want right. Dak here the next 10 years, which leads you to believe we have to last still dad, for
0: the next 10 years.
2: Yeah, it would, it, that was after last year's interception-prone season. This year, you know, he has his MVP-caliber season, certainly in the playoffs. If y'all wanted him back last year, what's y'all going to say this year? You know, or, or is he now on the Mike McCarthy uh, prove it or uh, uh, move on one-year deal uh, going to 2024? All those courses have to be added, and Certainly, uh, we're going to call Jerry next week at the, at the Senior Bowl.
0: Well, I'd I like to ask everybody this, and I've asked all my friends and uh, colleagues in the business that I've talked to over the last week this. Uh, there's a Dak dilemma. I don't know that there's a good answer, but what would you, Clarence E. Hill Jr., general manager, do with Dak Prescott? You're going to sign him, or you're going to put it? let him walk into the last year of his contract?
2: Yeah, that, that, that's, you know, listen, that's a tough question. You know, like I said, the, the problem here is this, is that... Dak has all the leverage going into this all uh, this you know, this off season and next off because if you let him go into to uh the final year of his contract without doing anything, and you can't trade him and you can't tag him, you can't stop him from hitting free agency, all the stuff that Tad is talking about where well, I want Dak out of here, uh, because of the fan and the lack of support from the fan base, that could become a reality. You could Potentially see him walk without getting anything for him and not having a replacement. Okay. You know, and so. That's
0: why I said, that's that's why I want to know
2: what Clarence Hill, the GM, would do. Well, first of all, Clarence Hill, the GM, would have probably made a move ahead coach before, uh, uh, after, you know. That embarrassing off to Green Bay, but they they didn't do that. And and, and just listen yeah. to Mike. Mike is all in on Dak. You know, if you listen to what Mike right. says and what he said, he's all in on Dak. And if you're gonna be all in on Mike, you have to be all in on Dak. You know, whether that's for one year and make it happen, or or multiple years. The Capitals have been so concerned with their cap and how they can make their cap work. I think that's one thing that Steven has always been concerned with their cap. Uh from a cap standpoint, uh I mean I you know I'm not answering the question because it's a tough question. You're and not a answering the guy. question. I am not. I'm, I'm open okay. waffling. I am waffling and that's that's where <laughs> I am because because even as a why you so called even as a so called that guy, if you go all if if you if you it's hard to commit the dollars and resources going forward if you don't know he's ultimately the guy to get you the Super Bowl. The other flop part is that if you move off of him, you could be back on that 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 journey from Troy Aikman to Tony Romo, where you never find a quarterback for for a decade. And so, I think, uh, yeah, yep. And,
0: and, and I think so, that's the hard you know, part for people. Yeah,
2: it's it, 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 that tough part. The question is, and, 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 and again, I, I think that my my issue with the whole thing is, is that you look at the NFC Championship game, and these are quarterbacks who I think Dak is better than who are there. And and, and, right. and to me, coming up to the scene, that's why I thought this could be the Cowboys' year. You know, there's no big, bad wolf. There's no Aaron Rodgers. There's no... There's no historic quarterback to say, like on the on the on the AFC side, that that's gonna keep you out. And right, you can say that Jack's poor quarterback play contributes to a loss, but you can't look at any of these guys and say they're winning because of that quarterback.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think the you team know, I think the team that Jack walks away from is not gonna be the team that he inherits. That he inherited yeah. when he came here, like you can drop a Brock Purdy in a team that Dak inherited when he got here, because they had all pros at every, you know, Pro Bowlers at every level, just like uh, um, the Forty ers do. That's why Brock yeah. Purdy can do what he's doing.
2: No, it, it, there's no question to that, and so, um, so to, and 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 that's the thing that what the Cowboys decide is that. I believe, and they believe, they can still win because look out there, there's no big bad wolf. Yes, we have to get better as a team, but I don't think that the quarterback is holding them back from not winning. And again, as I continue to say, when the Cowboys fell in the playoffs, it is a complete failure on both sides of the ball, and they got to find a way from a mental standpoint of what's stopping them from playing their best football. When it matters most, you know, it's funny to me because you talk about the media. And I've listened to some of the local media, and I listened to some of the um, local radio That's shows, it. and yeah. But but even locally, everybody's like thinking they, they need to like the Cowboys somehow need to blow it up or or do something yeah. different. How do you blow? How do you blow it up? I mean, they were twelve and five, twelve and five, and you know, it's like listen to chart other day, and he he, he talked about. You know the distractions, and we can talk about the distractions. But I'm going to try How the, the distractions did not stop you, and Jerry did not stop you from going 12 and five. It's only when it's you know, you know. So why does it not affect you during the regular season? Only in the playoffs. Jerry's meddling or whatever right. else that he's done. You know, it doesn't. Right. It doesn't stop you from going 12 and five each of the last three years. You're going 25 and winning four games when you lose your starting quarterback. It's only when the playoffs when this all these other things seem to come in and play, the entitlement. I mean, I just think it's, you know, whether it's Mike or somebody, somebody's getting there and, and find out why they can't turn it on or continue to play as they play the in the playoffs. But I don't think it's necessarily they don't have the right players or they don't have the right this or that. It's something that's stopping them from playing their best football in the playoffs. And I don't know if blowing it up does that.
0: So, are you signing him to an extension or are you letting him play out this year?
1: <laughs> Answer the damn
2: question. <laughs> Thank you. I
1: mean, oh, that was
0: sweet. To
2: ex- I'm signing to, to an extension.
0: Okay, that's all I, I wanted to know, man. Yo. That's all I wanted to know. I'm Thank you. To Appreciate extension.
2: you. I'm signing Micah, I'm signing in CD, <laughs> bringing Tyrus
0: Smith uh. back. I think you make a good point in that I really believe it's a mental thing. And now mental things are very burdening. They're very hard to break through. But if you can break through them, if you can go through the storm and get to the other side, you become stronger and better for it. And you look no further real talk as much as it pains me to say this. Look uh, Look at how Ohio State handled Michigan all those years, 15 out of 16. And then look what happened when they finally got through the mental part and broke through, okay? They ended up with three wins in a row in the national championship because they finally broke through. Um, and it takes, you know, what happened for them to break through? They had a class come in, and that, you know, some of those guys were just like, nah, we're we, going to figure out a way to end it. And that's what happens. And for Ohio State to get it back, they have to have a series of guys who go, yo, this is unacceptable. We will end it. And they figure out a way to do it. And so the Cowboys, they have the talent, I think, but it's up to guys like Dak and CD and Micah to persevere and figure out how to uplift themselves and play their best football when it matters most. And that to me is a mental thing, not a physical thing.
2: Yeah, it's clearly mental. And he's like, again, I I talked to Troy the other day, and he's like, this dude here, you know, put off his vacation plan. He just knew the Cowboys, he watched the Cowboys all year. And Troy's not like Michael, who just unabashedly Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. Right. I don't care what it is. I mean, he's always been a he's Always had a critical eye, and he thought the Cowboys would win NFC Championship game. He thought it was set up. He he said, "I watched all these teams all year. He He did not book a vacation. He season two weeks ago, you know, as an ESPN analyst." They're not I booked a vacation because he just knew he wanted to be in San Francisco when the Cowboys played the 49 <laughs> for the championship game. This is Troy Aikman. This is, I am mean, again, not Michael, and, and you know who gets you know, is is just wearing, you know, his Cowboys blue pom-poms all the time. Aikman's not like that, and he felt this team watching him during the years. They had the making of getting to the championship game. So, yeah, none, none of it makes any sense. And I don't think, I mean, look, you know, we talked to, Mike McCart last year is still wrong, and I just talked to some people in the Cowboys organization. They're still numb. They they are numb, numb, numb. They are still shocked. They still have no answers to why the season unraveled the way it did. Like I said, it's not just they lost. It's how they lost and how they played and how they didn't show up. And so yeah. those are the questions that they will continue to be asking themselves all the way into the next season.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. They gave no indication that they was gonna do that. They didn't. They played well. They fought to the end, and just to give up the ass just like that. That's crazy. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. It... Hello. I don't know what happened. He over there playing
0: with his mic. Dan Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? I promise y'all, I did not touch the mic. I didn't touch it at all.
1: Something happened.
2: I don't uh,
0: know. Dan Quinn, what do we expect from him?
2: He's interviewing in Seattle today, Thursday. Um, I know the show airs on Friday, but he's interviewing in Seattle today. He's had a number of face-to-face interviews this week, and, and we'll see. I mean, I you know, it's, 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 it's almost like Bill Belichick was a guaranteed Atlanta last week, right? Yeah, and now, and, now, and, now, and now, you know, another week later, they're interviewing everybody, you know, and Raven went there, and, and they're waiting for, you know, some guys to finish the NFC championship game uh, so they could interview them, and and we all thought that it was a done deal in the season. As soon as the NFC, you know, got all these interviews, that, that Dan Crane would be out of here, and he'd be somebody's head coach, and to me, the best fight would be Seattle if he does go anywhere. But, you know, they're looking at other candidates as well. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing shakes out. And if he does come back, uh, certainly they want him back. But uh, Mark Carter gave kind of a toast answer to ask about Dan Quinn in a season in the press conference last week. Um, we'll see because he's going to have to change some things. He's going to have to change the scheme and, and do some things differently. I know uh, – one thing that that, that Michael's brother was right about was he was unhappy with that, with with with, with the scheme and 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 ultimately how they used him
0: at the end of the season. Who was unhappy, Micah? Yeah. Why was he unhappy?
2: Because apparently, I mean, well, you you know. Did you see the game? Probably because
1: they, they put him. They, they got his hand in the dirt on first and second down. They don't, they don't yeah, give. Him, yeah, they don't give him nothing. He, I mean, he getting grabbed by tackles all the time. I mean, he don't help in the run game right there. That's my opinion.
2: Yeah, yeah and, and 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 the results. I mean, the bottom line is the results want what they want. You know, you you, you go to any scheme if, if you're gonna get the results. And when they were getting the results early, you're happy. But at the end of the day, how they were gaming at the end of the season did not work
1: yeah i finally found out what the e stands for every, every <laughs> now every that? now and then i agree with everything you say keep it up Clarence. It's all <laughs> yeah. every now and then every now and then uh
0: today is today as we look uh <laughs> as we look into the games this weekend how do you feel about san francisco and detroit
2: you know, I'm, I'm I'm really rooting hard for Detroit. Um, I like Dan Campbell. I like Eric Glenn. I love the Detroit story. I love to see Detroit in the Super Bowl. And you know, again it's come with the Cowboys, the Detroit can't get nowhere without being a reference. Detroit got to the Super. Detroit was 0-16. They got to the Super. The game <laughs> for the Cowboys. Yeah. Everything has to be in relation to the Cowboys. I yeah, mean, you know, it's like it's, it's crazy to me. But no, I I I I think that. Uh, it's a great story. I mean, you know, what what Jerry has had to go through and get kicked out of LA and, and, and get him back to this point. Uh certainly you, you love Dan Campbell, Glenn Rose Kid, takes and m kid, former cowboy. I really always liked him doing interviews with him. One of my favorite Aggies, you know, getting the same thing with Eric Glenn. Uh two good people. It's gonna be tough. I mean, if Debo doesn't play and and Debo hasn't practice this week, uh if he doesn't play right. that 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 limits that 49ers offense and and uh, you know, again, they have to stop McCaffrey. They have to find find a way to stop the run. But I think um uh, the I mean Detroit can do it for sure, especially if Debo doesn't play. This is not the same 49ers offense, the same forty nine team without Debo's having.
0: No, I think uh, I think you're right. If Debo doesn't play, I think it's uh it's probably a five, forty five kind of a 49er edge. If he does play, I think it's more 65-35 that they'll win, 75-25 that they'll win. But the thing that Detroit has to me that gives them a, the George Foreman, Mike Tyson punches chance is they can run the ball. And if you can physically impose yourself and run the ball, and as Joe will say, if you can keep banging it and you stay close enough where you can bang it, Whether you're gaining 2.9 or 3.2 or whatever, it doesn't matter because that'll take the pressure off of Jared Goff and he can kind of pick and choose when he wants to attack. And, um, you know, if they can survive the first quarter and a half, then it'll be an all-day game and they'll have a chance at the end. And, you know, one thing about them is they're going to try to win the game. You know what I mean? Like they'll do whatever is required to
2: win. My my boy Dan's is to probably to win the game. Like Dan, just keep experimenting. Yeah, you yeah, doing, yeah. Man? Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: three three nah. attempts.
0: Dan gonna be unconventional attempt. man. Yeah. yeah. So you know, but, but you
2: know I, like those I said, are hard people they, to they,
0: play against, man, because uh, they
2: unconventional. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is is they can run the ball, but they got that home run hitter too. I mean, they they gonna bang you. They got the, yeah. the, the great one two punch in the backfield. They got speed yeah. on the outside. They got some home run hitters too. So. Yeah, uh, it's, it's going to be a good game. They can protect, you know. They going to protect. And they got to get off his line.
1: Well, that you know, uh, it's, P'nay it's, it's, P'nay Sewell is going to line up on Bosa, and yeah. we'll see what well, Bosa do because Micah couldn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Bless yeah, you, Micah sure. couldn't do nothing with him.
2: Yeah, P'nay they got a very good offensive line. Yeah. And Sewell is, is is one of the best for sure. So, yeah. uh, again, it's going to be a good game. I I, I would like to uh, personally I. If I'm a betting man, I'm certainly betting on the 49ers. Uh, but but I would like to see Detroit win, for sure. Agreed.
0: And then, uh, how do you feel about uh, the fight in Lamar Jackson's against uh, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs?
2: Oh, well, you know, I'm all in on the, on the Baltimore Detroit Super Bowl. It'll be the blackest Super Bowl ever. You know, I'm, I'm all <laughs> in on that. Gonna be... That's funny. That's <laughs> listen, like I, I was telling a friend of mine last night, I'm, I'm – I'm, Patrick Holmes is just a different animal, and, and I tell you what, you better get him this year, okay? Because they're not going to give him a bad receiving core as he has this year next year. he going have a better receiving core next year, and so it's going to be a whole right. different deal next season. You know, you gave him a real receiving court, uh, so you better get him this year, uh, and I think that Baltimore, as much as we talk about Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson is great. Uh, the difference for Baltimore has been their defense. Their defense is just yeah, you know, we saw what they did to the 49ers and in in uh, in back to back weeks. That and, and how they, you know, basically shut the Texans down. Everything we loved about CJ Stroud, they 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 didn't score <laughs> a point on offense. I mean, they just shut them completely down. The Texas offense, just that that Baltimore defense is what you call a real championship defense. Not that defense the Cowboys were trying to. Well, they the they got down. this. This is a real championship. They team. got real linebackers. Real linebackers and and, and that boy they got number six uh number zero.
0: Woo. Number zero. <laughs> That's Roquan. Yeah, Kevin, Chicago, my body Roquan, dog,
1: like. Roquan Smith.
2: Roquan Smith, yes. And, and
1: Patrick Smith. Queen. Patrick Queen.
0: Yes, mm-hmm.
2: they 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 are some bad boys. Yeah, Certainly, They 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 fit Baltimore, and and so that the difference is their their defense is special. Sure.
0: Nah, it, it should be good. One last thing before we let you go, just because you got an opinion about everything. Uh, that sounds like and a I shot, about man. It myself. sounds like a shot, right? Now. That's not a shot. Some people don't have opinions about anything, and then some people got opinions about everything. All right, uh, uh, what Do you care about the Baseball Hall of Fame anymore?
2: Not as much. No, I, I, I don't. Uh, I, I watch it. I, I still don't. I mean, it's, it's frustrating me because I think that I, I think Barry Bonds should be in. you know. And, right. and, and so, so, so just you know, this whole steroid era, and everybody acting like you know they're God and making decisions on this when, when this was part of the sport, but it, it, it doesn't resonate like it used to. I don't know why, but but it doesn't. I mean, I'm really happy for Beltray. Uh, if There was, I mean, I don't know if there's, has been a more likable and loved Rangers player, you know, and and, and but what you know, certainly you have to know the rival Beltrade, just he was just he, he was just a joy to watch,
0: right? Now, Beltran to me is very interesting in this sense, like he's such a likable dude, such a fiery competitor, um, but. For him to be a first ballot Hall of Famer with 95% of the vote totals, some of that to me, and I, I really like Beltray, so there's not a shot at Beltran. Some of that seems to me, because he was so likable, he got so many votes. Because if you go, is, El- is, is, is Adrian Beltray, Joe DiMaggio, Willie May, is he that caliber of greatness? I would say no. He's a step beneath that. Uh, when you look at a guy who played 15 years and was, was an all-star four times, even though he got five gold gloves. And it just seems just a little weird to me. And it seems that, you know, all these things are politicized, and if you like a guy, you vote for him. And if you don't like a guy because he's a sudden-letter cuss word, then you just kind of let him go. And I think baseball has to be real careful about that. Like Joe Maurer. Is Joe Maurer a first ballot hall of fame up there with Johnny Bench and Yogi Berra? Nope.
2: No, he's not. He's he he should been there before Gary Sheffield either. I mean, Gary Sheffield didn't get in, but that goes to the likable thing, and 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 I think that's the problem with, with a lot of our ballots. You know, football, same way, uh, you know, people get into who they like, and 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 and, and not who's more deserving, and, and, and that kind of takes the balance to me. But I, I, again, I think Dodgers should be in. Should he be ninety five percent in over? Well, some other guys didn't, you know, barely made it in. That's that's a different right? conversation, but 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 sort yeah. certainly being like uh, playing a role in that for sure.
0: No, I like Beltray because Beltray is one of them cats who looks like he's having fun playing the game. And, oh, yeah, too he's many cats act like, like it's a chore
2: all the way to his last year. I mean, he had he really enjoyed playing the game, he was a joy to watch for sure.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm a Beltray guy, he was, he was a great player, he was a good dude to. If you get past the scowl, he's a good dude to work with, all of that stuff. So, no, I got nothing number of love for Beltre. It was just an interesting just don't uh, t- just conversation. Don't, just, don't,
2: just don't touch the top of his head.
0: No, nah, no. Nah, I mean, you know, <laughs> that's one of the funny bits of all time. Him and uh, Andrews acting a fool on pop-ups in the infield. I mean, that they had a stretch, man. But <laughs> it was just goofy and winning, and it was cool. Um, yeah, so, and, nah. and, and, and the thing about it is, and, and
2: that's the thing about it, I – I'm glad people acknowledge that when they won, they won for Andrews and won for the Beltran's of the world. Because I wish those guys could experience the, the winning themselves because they deserved it, you know. But uh, yeah, that 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 was one of the cool things that the him and the the, the relationship, the friendship, how they interacted on the field. And uh, you okay. got to see it up close and personal.
0: Nah, it was good times, good times. All right, man, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon I, next week. I
2: think that's yes. All, right. All right, thank you.
0: That's Clarence E. Hills, Jr. The E stands for every now and then. Joe agrees with everything he got to say. He's presented to you by Smokey John's Barbecue each and every Friday. Smokey John's Barbecue, 1820 West Mockingbird. Uh, it is food to live for. Whatever's on their menu, trust me, is good. The stuff off the menu, that's even better. I'm talking about the jab session bowl. Me, Joe, uh many, We're going to pick one up one of these days whenever they schedule free up because, you know, I'm available this time of year. Don't have to go out to the Cowboys twice a week. So my schedule is very much available to accommodate them whenever that time comes. So I've been waiting for it to get with them on that. But in the meantime, those of y'all who live in Dallas proper, uh, hey, you can even make a weekend trip. Lots of y'all have done that. Made a trip to Dallas and been like, yo, on the way here, we're going to stop at Smokey John's. Pick up that jam session bowl, because it is to live for. Let me tell y'all real quick what it is. It's a bowl with some mac and cheese base or mashed potato base, and then you put two out of five smoked meats in it. That brisket-sausage combo, mm -mm, hard to beat, hard to beat, hard to beat. Then, everything you find in a loaded baked potato, like cheese and chives and bacon bits and sour cream, uh, butter, if you get down like that. That's put in it, and then they ask you the most important question. Drizzle it or drench it with that Smokey John's barbecue sauce. I like to drizzle myself, really. I don't like it too soupy, so I like to drizzle. It is to live for, man. It's enough for two. You got a little shorty, three of y'all can eat off of it. No problem whatsoever. Now, I do like to tell you, if you need Smokey John's in your life more immediately, you can go to the website. Smokyjohns.com. Click on the marketplace. You can order the sauce or the rug. We got a new 12-ounce bottle of the rug. You can get that, and you can have Smokey Johns in your mouth every day. How about that? If you need it even faster than that, you can go to H-E-B right now. Like, as soon as you stop listening to the podcast, you get where you're going. Go to H-E-B in Plano, Burleson, the Hatch, McKinney. Don't matter. Frisco. Go pick up the rub right there. You can have it at your house this afternoon. Throw it on some popcorn for a snack. Throw it on all your foods. It is great, no cap, real good food to live for. Smoky John's Barbecue, eighteen twenty West Mockingbird. Call them, make an order, go pick it up. Just get their food in your mouth. It's to live for. Uh, We had this conversation, dog, the other day, and so I'm gonna ask your opinion, cold right now. I put this out on Twitter. Um, I think I know what the people will say, but I'm gonna put it. But I'm gonna ask your opinion. The Wire, Boardwalk Empire, The Sopranos. Rank them.
1: The Wire, number
0: one.
1: Boardwalk Empire, right. number two. And The Sopranos, number three.
0: All right. Why'd you rank them like that? The Wire
1: was more varied in everything. Um. I mean, it literally from the different seasons, different seasons and different, you know, perspectives and uh, the whole newspaper thing, which is something that you probably live through, where the newspaper was big, big, big. And then it was small. How you got one guy. How you had six guys covering crime. Then it came down to one guy. Uh, You know, uh, just that whole different perspective on things. And then uh, I've been to Baltimore. I spent a week in Baltimore, and uh, I saw was that some track meet. Yeah, that was when Bubba went to nationals, and
0: it's uh, amazing I remember that.
1: Yeah, I think that was like '06. I think something like that.
0: Yeah,
1: and uh, it was it was it was a trip to be there and then actually see, you know, some of the stoops and some of the neighborhoods because I got lost a couple of times because the highways are jacked up. <laughs> You know, really? and I had a twelve year old trying to help me read a map, but that's a whole nother whole nother <laughs> subject but uh um nah, I like the wire because it varied um the the boardwalk empire same thing period piece great acting um it kind of hit home with the, kind of the stuff that Jimmy went through being a veteran and stuff like that um right I don't know it's it's hard you're you really splitting hairs when you're ranking them the three. So it's really not business it's really not a big difference. I mean Sopranos was was gangster gangster gangster, but it was still good. I mean it was just but it, you know, it was kind of the original shot by uh HBO that was, you know, kinda of, kind of Game of Thrones, uh Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, I did. I saw that. I watched man, I watched that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh yeah.
0: Did you like that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I liked it. I uh I watched it. Then I, you know, I when I changed schedules when I'm driving, I didn't do a lot of streaming back then. I don't think it was streaming. I changed schedules, so I had to put it down a couple of years. And then I picked it back up and finished it. And that's the best thing right, about right. getting, you know, getting a hold of stuff later on. But, yeah, I would, I would say a lot of HBO stuff is good. Now, I didn't see Westworld.
0: Uh, I didn't like that. Yeah,
1: I'm not really... Uh, nah, it's alright. But uh uh I'm you splitting hairs when you rank them three, but I would I'm I'm always gonna go with the wire and then I like Boardwalk Empire and then the Soprano. Soprano's good, but I don't know. That's just that's my opinion.
0: Uh, now here's the interesting quote I would I would probably rank them uh I would probably rank them the same way you did. Uh I would be splitting hairs too. Uh with the wire and, uh, you know, I fell in love with The Wire in season three. I mean, season one and two was cool. But when Stringer Bell got shot in season three, and I said, they will literally kill anybody in this series. Nobody is safe. And then uh, I like that Brother Muzon character. Uh, I, that's when I was like, okay, The Wire is lit. the lick.
1: Took- but that's a HBO. That's an HBO staple, though. They, they, well I know but they, I, they I didn't know them. that at the time Yeah oh yeah okay Okay yeah
0: Yeah. Uh, that's what makes the show great Because the reason I don't like This sounds crazy The reason I don't watch a lot of movies I don't go to a lot of movies is what They're not going to kill the star character No matter what kind of harrowing thing Is involved with the star character That person 99.9% of the time Is going to survive and so it takes some of the element of the suspense out. In these series like this, man, dude, I know, I know they got him cornered, and he got five guns on him, and he don't have no gun, and he's standing on the edge of a cliff, and you like, well, let's see how, how he gonna get out of this. And you hear rat-a-tat-tat-tat-tat, tat, tat. they just pumped him full of lead and then pushed his body over the cliff, he dead. You like, oh, okay, aight it bring a whole different level of intensity to the show because now you really don't know what's behind every corner. And that's what I liked about those shows. And so it's, it's the wire for me. Uh, the Sopranos started a little slow for me, but in the end, uh, Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini, his performance is so superior. I just, dug. I mean, he was a maniacal, schizophrenic sociopath. Uh, and the way he could make his eyes and his face contort, I mean, he could really look sinister. And then I read something later that said, at one point he thought about he needed to quit the role because of all it took to become that character, was taking so much out of him that he was like, I don't know if I can do this, because it requires me to go so deep to bring the character to life that it's truly affected my everyday life. When I read that, I was like, now that is getting into character. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Boardwalk Empire, the same thing. with uh, What's his name? Nookie? Nucky, Ennick? Nookie Thompson. Uh, Nookie Thompson. Mm-hmm. Steve you know, Buscemi. He, too. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, fantastic acting. Uh, who they knew? had a lot of gratuitous violence, which but, I like.
1: But who knew? Who knew Steve Buscemi could do that? He was the goofy guy in all the Adam Sandler movies. The cross-eyed guy and all that other stuff.
0: Well, you know, he had... Yeah, like, I don't think we ever saw him be truly sinister. I was trying to think, even in Fargo, the movie, he was kind of goofy. Yeah. Um, So, nah, he was uh, cold and calculating. And uh, he, too, was a sociopath. Uh, And it's, it's funny how all these characters, you know, they... The the weird thing about these movies to me is if you're not careful, they make these evil people appear sympathetic. Oh yeah, and you have to really catch yeah. yourself. Like, okay. no, nah, you ain't sympathetic.
1: Most definitely, you nah, you nah,
0: bro, I'm not falling for that. Yeah, and, and you true because you can get that feeling sorry for Tony, man. Um, you can feel sorry for, for, for some of these characters. So well, that's like uh, uh,
1: the movie Hustle and Flow. You want you want the pimp to win. You want me to get a record deal, right? He threw the lady out. <laughs> he threw the baby out. He threw the lady out with a yeah. baby and the walker. He threw the walker too. And we over going, man. I hope, I hope, no. I hope, I hope DJ get a deal. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, right. We hoping the pimp get a deal. Come on, man. The pimp and the drug
0: dealer. Yeah. Yeah, dog. No, it's uh, it's amazing the way they do it with these characters and that development. Uh, last thing, who are your favorite character? Who was your favorite character in? Uh, each of
1: those shows man <laughs> yeah okay uh, just one
0: just one it's supposed to be hard
1: let's see the wire probably probably I want to say Omar but probably bunk probably bunk was my favorite character
0: how come because
1: he was a he was a, he was a stocky guy like me right and and the ladies loved him and he talks so much shit. I mean, he, uh, well, see, there you go, bunk. And uh, what's my man's name? What's the what's the dude name? Uh, the damn the other detective, the other black detective that saw uh, that, Luther. No, nah, that's no, nah, his name ain't Luther. But anyway, he found he found the uh,
0: Doghouse man.
1: Yeah, there you go. Him, that was a player right there because he he was smart. He had the young woman. Right. He, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah, it had to be him, him, or Bunk.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I was. Uh, my guy was Omar because that was such a wild character. Because one, he was gay. One, he was all sensitive with his boyfriend. He had these rules to the game, but then he was vicious. You know, he's, again, one of them evil characters that we're trying to make sympathetic. Uh yeah, but I really yeah. like Marlowe for the same reason. You know, Marlowe was cold and calculating. Oh. Uh and he he made a lot of he said a lot without saying anything. Nah. And Avon. So, you Avon.
1: Know, you gotta like Avon better than Marlo. Marlowe didn't care about nobody but Marlowe. Avon gave gave your boy yeah. fifteen thousand dollars for the kid. The boy said, I need ten thousand dollars. That's all you need. <laughs> Man, get that food. <laughs> get that food. Fifteen man, go take them kids. You know, he he had a human. He was right, he was right. bad, but he had a human side to him. You know, hey, Marlo didn't yeah. give a shit about nobody. No, that's why I liked it,
0: because ah. he was the one guy who had no humanity.
1: Yeah, and he survived. It was all about Marlo. Yeah,
0: sucking on that damn lollipop. Yeah. Oh. How, um, uh, how about uh, the Sopranos?
1: Mm, I don't know. Edie Falco did something to me. I don't know. She was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. the The, the women in in uh, the women in um, The Sopranos were underrated. I'll put it to you like Yeah, that. I would say that. Uh, Artie Bucco's uh, wife. Artie Bucco's wife was fine as hell, but I don't think nobody noticed. Artie Bucco is the guy on the restaurant.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, the women in uh, the Sopranos. Yeah, uh, Chris's Chris's girlfriend was obviously fine, but I don't yeah, know. Right. I guess I'm gonna have to say the women. Oh, oh, girl. Uh, uh. The doctor, the psychologist. Yes, Lorraine Bracco. Doctor Melf Yeah, Lorraine Bracco.
0: Dr. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, that's what be probably favorite. be my
1: favorite characters. Yeah.
0: My favorite character outside of Tony this probably make you laugh was uh Polly, man. Polly yeah, Walnuts. Yeah. Cuz he was crazy. <laughs> yeah, he was out of it. I mean, you know. He was crazy like for real. And I was just like, this dude is crazy. Um, so and then uh, how about uh, Boardwalk Empire? Jimmy.
1: And uh Jimmy and um Richard Harrell.
0: Yeah, man, I like Richard Harrell. He was a very interesting, unique character, one that you don't see a lot. Dude who had half his face blown off. And, uh, no, I thought he was pretty interesting. But, uh, no, I like—I uh, liked all those shows. I was a little soft on uh, Boardwalk Empire because I'm not really into period pieces per se, but uh, they did it so well, and uh, Nucky Thompson was such a Nookie. terrific character that uh, Nucky Thompson was such a uh, terrific character that I I got through it and then once I got into it it was all good. It all of them, a, but who wasn't. Who, wasn't,
1: who wasn't though. And in, in, in each one of those series named me a weak character. Is just written well, That's probably
0: why they were great
1: series. It was well written. Um I, I believe, you know, that's the thing about acting. Do you believe this guy? Do you believe yeah. that, do you believe that person? In in each right. one of those shows, I believed every character. It had me wrapped up. I believed every character in every show. The little the little <laughs> asshole newspaper guy that was lying about the story <laughs> that he got, you know, the Asian chick who right, right. who busted him, you know, the editors and all of that. That all that stuff kind of let you peek behind the scenes, you know, of deadlines and all of that crap. It's crazy, man. It's it's pretty good stuff. HBO do a pretty good job with that. Nah, no, they do
0: a great job. A great job. So yeah, uh, wrap it up. I liked uh, The Wire, The Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire. That's the order for me. Uh, great shows, great television. One of the things I enjoy most is streaming shows because I can do them while I multitask and do some other stuff. But uh, we always got to thank uh, Smokey John's Barbecue and Greening Law. show doesn't happen without them, especially Greening Law being our title sponsor. They really make it happen. Uh, we, uh, oh, I always like to remind you get the book Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, in the Making of Men, wherever you find your books Amazon, Walmart.com, Barnes and And then, uh, you know, you can follow me on Twitter at JJT I am Jean Jacques Taylor, as the handle. Uh, for big join the big rig until we chat again. You guys be blessed.